I'm Heather Roberts here with Dr. Caitlin Trong, who is the medical director of breast services for St. Charles Health System. You are also a breast surgical oncologist. And that, of course, is a big fancy title to say you, you deal with breast cancer. That's correct. I deal with breast cancer. Breast cancer has different specialties um, for the treatment, and I deal with it with surgery. And this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and it's the time that we see, you know, all the pink ribbons and pink coffee cups and pink t-shirts. And <laughs> I mean, there's so many things around Breast Cancer Awareness Month, but this is real life for you. These are real people, and, and you're dealing with life or death situations every day of the year. That's correct. So Breast Cancer Awareness Month, I think is a good thing because it helps people kind of focus on breast health if they've been neglecting it. But you're correct. Breast cancer occurs 24-7-365. So in our world, it's every month is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Let's start with this conversation about screenings. And there's as a woman, we all know we're supposed to go get our mammograms once we hit a certain age. How important is that really? We know people love to put it off. Yes, people love to put it off. I actually have had friends, even family members who I will not name or shame, um, but who have admitted that they were 45 when they got their first uh, mammogram. Um, so most recommendations are still saying start your screening mammogram at age 40. I do want to say, though, that that is for the average American women's risk. So if you are known to have a high risk, your recommendations on starting screening may be entirely different than the standard start mammograms at age 40. I also want to say that there is other societies and recommendations who might say start mammograms at age 50. And some of us have heard that. But again, most of us who work in breast cancer health itself, we recommend starting um, at age 40. That age does get confusing. I, I talked to another yes. doctor not that long ago that said something about 50. And I thought, gosh, I'm not 50 yet. And I've had several because my doctor <laughs> told me to start at 40. And so it, it gets confusing. But it sounds like really, it's another one of those cases of, of talking to your doctor, making sure that you're at least checking in with your doctor about this. I couldn't agree more with that. So if your doctor has the guideline that they want to start you at 50, make sure to talk to them about why they think that 50 is a better choice for you uh, than starting at 40. Um, and then, you know, we hear this phrase all the time, the phrase of informed decision making. So they tell you why they think 50, and then you guys discuss it. And then um, the decision making is a shared decision making of does that make sense for me to start at 50 or would I benefit from 40 or even earlier depends on how your risk shakes out. How do we know if we're at high risk? Yeah. So there are um, risk calculator models. And um, so the people that can help you calculate that are your um, primary care offices. When you go and talk with the folks at the imaging, they also run the calculation models as well to tell you if you are low risk, intermediate risk, or high risk. 
And then based on that, what your recommendations may be for screening and maybe not just for screening, but other things as well. We have a couple of places in town that actually run high-risk clinics. So if you are identified as having a higher risk, you might benefit from being seen at one of these high-risk clinics. Here at St. Charles, we have high-risk clinic um, and different providers see patients in high-risk clinic. I will see the ones um, that are a little bit more complicated and maybe even want more drastic interventions. Um, And then we also have other folks uh, here at St. Charles that make sure that your imaging is up to date and that you get your clinical breast exam as well. Again, I've I've had my mammograms. I'm all up to date. I did let it lapse during COVID, which I know a lot of people Ooh, did. I fell a little bit okay. behind, but I'm all <laughs> caught back up now. And I know that some of the technology has changed. Um, it, it, if you've not had one yet, yes, it's still a little bit uncomfortable. But you know, it's not my favorite thing. But technology is changing and evolving. Here in Central Oregon, the um, mammograms that I've seen have all been the uh, 3D MAMO with TOMO, which is what we all should be getting kind of independent of how dense our breast is. It used to be when it just came out that they would say that if you did not have dense breasts, you didn't need the 3D with TOMO. That means, I I would imagine that means that we're getting better at seeing what we need to see. That's right. Yeah. So instead of just having the traditional two views or two images per view, we're actually able to get more images per compression um, so that if there's overlapping tissue that we might be able to clear that up. Now, you've been at St. Charles not almost a year now, and you're you're yeah. the only fellowship trained breast surgeon in Central Oregon. What does that mean? So that means that I uh, completed my general surgery residency. um, And then after I did that, um, I decided to do additional specialized training in just breast surgery. Um, And so I went for a fellowship and that's a one-year fellowship that I did. And this is all I do. So my clinic schedules is all breast care. When I go to the OR, it is all breast patients. I've heard that across the country, we're seeing younger women getting diagnosed with breast cancer. What are you seeing in Central Oregon? Yeah, gosh, for sure. Um, I just came from Denver and we had a similar um, trend of, wow, we're really seeing younger and younger patients. And same thing with Central Oregon. And, you know, it's, it's really disheartening that When I say the phrase, I think my youngest patient is, and then a certain number, I feel like that number has been decreasing. And so when, you know, you're treating breast cancer in general, it's just so complex. It's not just cancer, which is so huge. And it's, you know, the cancer itself, the patient's views on mortality, on the morbidity of their treatment the time away from regular normal life and schedules and children and spouses. But then when you have the younger patient, it brings in a whole nother level of complexity, sexuality, dating, breastfeeding, treatment may alter her fertility. I know when I was in my 20s, I wasn't being asked, 
well, do you want to breastfeed one day? Well, what do you want to do with your eggs? I definitely wasn't being asked that while being faced with cancer. So just the complexity of the the young breast cancer patient it is just completely heartbreaking and so complicated. It just adds a whole nother layer to their treatment too. And I would imagine it makes it a little bit more complicated and we're, we're almost out of time. And this is, I know, such a big issue, but yeah, I, I imagine it makes it more complicated too, because these are typically not women going in for yearly mammograms. They've found something that's concerning, which I imagine means that they're a little farther along in that process too. That's exactly right. It is something that they felt. So it's not like, you know, sometimes we'll say your cancer is so small. It's like a speck of dust. So these are not patients with a speck of dust types of cancer, because as you mentioned, those would be found on mammogram. They are of the, you know, I felt it. And, you know, while while here, we've had two patients that actually got breast cancer while breastfeeding. So there was that where they weren't sure if this engorgement was milk or, you know, blocked up, and then unfortunately wow. found to be breast cancer. Um, so yes, it is a whole nother layer of complexity. Yes. Wow. Well, we are out of time, but if you had just 30 seconds to help inform women, what would you tell them? I would say that know your body. Uh, some people have gone away from doing self breast exam. I, and I'm not sure why I say that, you know, we are the experts at our body. I may be the expert at breast cancer, but you guys are the expert at your body. And if there is anything that you feel is different, it is not your job to figure out if the different is benign or not. That's the time that you come in and seek help. The number two thing is know your risk. Know if you're average risk or high risk um, so that we can do interventions, including do you need more screening? Dr. Caitlin Trong with St. Charles Health Systems. I just appreciate your expertise. Thank you. Thank you so much, Heather. You're listening to FM News 100.1 and 1110 KBND.